I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of Philippians. Today is episode 637. We're looking at Philippians chapter 1, verses 3 through 8. Let's read our passage. I give thanks to my God for every remembrance of you, always praying with joy for all of you in my every prayer, because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. I'm sure of this, that he who started a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Indeed, it is right for me to think this way about all of you, because I have you in my heart, and you are all partners with me in grace, both in my imprisonment and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel. For God is my witness how deeply I miss all of you with the affection of Christ Jesus. This is Paul's letter to the church in Philippi, the Philippians. He's writing this letter from Rome, where he's probably approaching the end of his two-year imprisonment that we see at the end of the book of Acts. And he said in this letter via Epaphroditus, who has come to him from Philippi, carrying a monetary gift to help support him in his ministry in Rome. Even though he's under house arrest, he's still carrying on a ministry and has to provide his own support. We sent this letter to thank them, to encourage them, because he's had a long history with the church in Philippi and has been a strong relationship with them. This is the section of the letter where he normally gives some kind of prayer for the people of the church. So verse 3, he says, I give thanks to my God for every remembrance of you. So he is entering a section here about prayer, praying for them, specifically thanksgiving, prayer of thanksgiving, as he remembers them. He says in verse 4, always praying with joy for all of you in my every prayer. Joy is a theme through the letter of Philippians, where they've got some trouble going on. They've got a little rift going on within the church, and they've got a lot of opposition going on outside of the church. So things are getting a little hard to be a a follower of Christ there in Philippi. And and Paul's encouraged them to have joy, even in the midst of trouble, to still have joy in their relationship with Christ. And here we see Paul referring to his joy, that he has joy as he prays for them because of his relationship with them. Verse 5, he says, because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. He mentions the gospel nine times in this letter. He talks about the fact that the gospel is proclaimed, that he talks about the gospel is defended, and the gospel is advanced by the lives of those who know the gospel. So he talks a lot about the gospel in this letter. The word gospel, it's mostly used by Paul. It occurs 76 times in the New Testament. 60 of those 76 are used by Paul. Now the word literally means good message. The Greek word is euangelion. Eu, E-U, means good. Angelion means message. That's where we get the word angel, which are messengers. So euangelion, good message. But the way Paul uses it, it's the specific good message that God has acted to save people from their sins and reconcile those people to himself through Jesus Christ. That is the good message he's talking about. Not any old good message, 
but the good message of salvation through Christ, reconciliation with God, forgiveness of sins. And Paul uses it in a little bigger meaning than just the message itself. It's more than just the words. Here is how you are reconciled with God. It's also the, the power of God associated with that message, the power of God to transform lives, the power of God to save people from their sins. So it's the message itself, but it's also the power of God behind that message. And this is why he has such joy about them as he prays about them because of their partnership in the gospel. Now, by partnership in the gospel, it basically means their participation in advancing the gospel, spreading the gospel, proclaiming the gospel, defending the gospel as they work with Paul. They've been working with him for several years, and they're continuing to work with him. He considers them his partners in the gospel. Now, the word partnership, it's a translation of the Greek word koinonia, which usually gets translated as fellowship. And that's a theme in this letter because it occurs a few times. We're here, many translations say your fellowship in the gospel. So the, we see here their fellowship in the gospel. In chapter 2, he'll talk about their fellowship with the Spirit. Chapter 3, he'll talk about their fellowship of his sufferings. Then chapter 4, we will see the verb form of koinonia where he talks about there's no other church that shared with him like you did. It's the verb form of koinonia. It gets translated as shared. So four times we see this getting used in this four-chapter letter where he's talking about their fellowship with him in the gospel, their fellowship with the Holy Spirit, their fellowship with Christ's sufferings, and the fact that they've materially shared with him in the advancement of his ministry. He's prayed with joy as he thinks about what it means to have this relationship with them and how they have been partners with him in the gospel. Verse 6, he says, I'm sure of this, that he who started a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. This is a verse that a lot of people remember, like to memorize. And the context here is he's talking specifically about the Philippian church and that what God has started in them, he's going to continue to grow and take it forward until Christ returns. Now, what is it he's talking about? What is the good work that was started in them? I think it's pointing back to verse 5, their partnership in the gospel is what he's really moving from. You guys have been partners with me in the gospel, and what God has started in that He's going to continue. That is, they're going to continue to be partners in the gospel. They're going to continue to proclaim the gospel, defend the gospel, advance the gospel until Christ returns. And so it's living out of the gospel, showing the world that salvation leads to transformed lives. And he leads off verse 6 with, I'm sure of this. He has confidence in what they're doing and that God will continue to work with them. Number seven, he says, indeed, it's right for me to think this way about you because I have you in my heart and you're partners with me in grace, both in my imprisonment and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel. So here he's just talking about the relationship he has with them. You guys are on my heart and I know I'm right to feel this way about you. Now he specifically says here, they're partners with him in grace. Often Paul talks about 
the grace of his ministry, the grace that God has shown him and given him in his ministry. So this may be referring to the gift that they had sent him. A good scenario to, to think, there's a reason to think this is not the case, is that Luke had been with Paul in Rome, and Paul sent him to Philippi. And sometime after Luke arrived in Philippi, they gathered together an offering, a gift for material support to support Paul in his ministry. And they sent it to Rome with Epaphroditus. That's what Paul's referring to here about that they are partners with me in grace, that they're supporting his ministry. And in his imprisonment and in the defense of confirmation of the gospel, both to support him and what he's doing. And he finishes in verse 8, For God is my witness, how deeply I miss all of you with the affection of Christ Jesus. So again, here we see the relationship. This is probably the church that, just from reading Paul's letters, that seeing Paul has the closest relationship with this church of, of any others. It's been an ongoing relationship for years. And in his letter to the Corinthian church, he talks about the Macedonians were so supportive of him. And here he thanks them for his support of them. It seems like they have been ones to regularly support him on an ongoing basis. And he just has this ongoing relationship with them. And so he's following the standard letter-writing mode that people would follow of that day. If he was using our style, it's a dear Philippians, here's what I have to say, love and kisses, Paul. They had a much more formal style, and they, this part would be something like we would say, I hope this letter finds you well. Paul shifts that to, uh, language of prayer and praying for them, praying for their ministry, thanking them for the support of his ministry. But through this, we see Paul has a close relationship with the church in Philippi. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through Philippians.